Welcome to the 10th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. How y'all feeling this evening? I'm here with my illustrious guest from the A, lighting it up on Cinco de Mayo Day, Mr. Dove K. Hey. Glow with Dan every day. And. Hey, that's right. From Detroit, the Chicken King himself, the Chicken Wing King himself, Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, though? What up, though? So we're recording this episode on that usual Thursday evening. It's uh, Cinco de Mayo. I had to go out and get my free Mexican food from the place around the corner. I'm not going to blow them up just yet. Not just yet, but I had my issues with you last time. So now I'm eating my quesadilla, or should I call it a quesafria? <laughs> but I was late getting in, and as we all heard today, Kevin Samuels has passed away. No, he has not passed away. Y'all stop cheering. His family came out and they made a statement a little while ago. I know, Gene, you popped on. That's your dude. That's your man, 50 grand, Mr. Kevin Samuels. And But well, his family came out a little while ago and said that he has not passed away. Y'all can stop posting that heinous shit on Twitter. That's not true. It's not true? I'm telling you, yeah. I, more and more posts are saying it's confirmed. You know, that it's confirmed through inside shit. Ooh, uh, yeah. No I one's saw, saying the families came out and said it's not true. I saw some rumor shit that said like somebody's somebody uh their husband was the security guard at his apartment or whatever at in his building and I, then I saw something else that said it was a BLS had uh, said something about him. Um, his frat brothers too. He's a, a kappa. Oh uh, yeah, BLS. BLS posted it. I'm looking at their post now. It was 17 minutes ago. WBLS breaking news. Kevin Samuels passes away at 56. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now, and now they are saying that Kevin Samuels actually did pass away. Rest in peace, brother. Yo, I'm going to tell you something. Real talk. I was telling this guy, and I know I said it on this show probably, too, that I was in fear for his safety. That I thought his life was in danger. Because of some of the some of his talking points on the Joe Budden podcast that I looked at, really, I said, "Ooh, yeah." There were heavy talking points, and there was and 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 at the root of all the satire or or the sensationalism through his video clips and everything else. At the root, there was some implications that he was making ways and in the conversation itself towards strengthening the black family. Mm. And all the stuff with the women and all that stuff, that was just a small piece of a tip of the iceberg of the overall agenda. And I thought he articulated what his overall agenda was pretty good on on this Joe Budden interview I saw. And when I first saw it, I was talking to a guy, Chris, and I thought I saw I said it on the show, too. I said, yo, you know, them type of men, this country is notorious for killing. Mm, And that's the truth. I'm not gonna you cheer. Know, I'm not gonna give you. A, I'm not gonna give you a clap for that one, but I'm just gonna. No. That's a that's a hearty. I agree. So when I heard that today, and then look, heart attack. As meticulous as that man 
carries himself to be. Oh, he has heart problems that he ain't know about that can sneak up and kill him? Mm. Possible, yes. But likely, I don't know. The thing that bothers me about this whole thing is that you've got all these people. You're getting a better, like, looking on Twitter. I'm seeing a bigger reaction to Kevin Samuels passing away than you saw the other day when the Roe versus Wade document was actually leaked. It's like black people are more happy with the death of a successful black man who basically tried to share his knowledge with you. Whether you believed it or whether you didn't believe it or whatever the case was, but y'all cheering his death. This is this brings me back to fucking COVID. Is there going to be a high value? Is it a high value? What was it? A high value heart attack? Yo, they going in, man. I'm talking about and then and rolling from there and just and then one one title was yeah, that Kevin Samuels made, made his bones by bashing black women and this and that and everything else. And it couldn't be further from the truth. And they couldn't say it when he was alive. They couldn't say it when he was alive because they couldn't actually back it up in a one-on-one conversation with Kevin Samuels because he was pretty clear and concise about the things that he said and why. If you were, right. if you're a woman, and if you're a woman and you have unrealistic goals, then he fucked with your perception. Oh, he was telling the truth. He fucked with your perception. If you're a man. And you had unrealistic goals. He similarly fucked with your well, perception because well, it was the same thing about uh, he was just as hard on broke dudes who were expecting X, Y, and Z without bringing X, Y, and Z to the table as he was with women who were just who just feel like the coochie is enough. That's everything. He started on men. But it wasn't getting any attention. It wasn't, it wasn't getting any play. And mm. then it went to women. So I, I'm telling you, when, uh, after I saw like a total picture, like that Joe Budden interview, mm-hmm. I was I heard a lot of stuff that wasn't said. I'll have to check that you out. Know, Do you remember any of the particulars of the Joe Budden interview, what he said that was so? that I don't remember in the specific words, but I remember being struck, and I remember having two conversations about it. But just go back. All you have to do is Google Kevin Samuels, Joe Button. I'm going to check it out. And, and listen to that, and then he'll start giving, he starts giving information that is uh, geared towards really strengthening the black family and what that means towards economics and everything else. It wasn't, it was how the decimation of the black family relates to, or, or how, what the economic consequences are for that is what he was talking about and so when he was getting into those different things i I was like oh man people start catching on to this part of the message he's in danger Mm -hmm. you know on some fred hampton all type of shit any of that shit you you're in danger because you're telling too much uncut truth and now it's just i always tell people that bill gates and windows got big because they were excellent translators they turn HPPTT to point and click. They change code, whatever you had to write, to point and click. So I, I always, I always talk about that as the perfect translation. And what Kevin Samuels did, and what and what other people did, who who have a strong, powerful message, is they do the same thing. They translate the obvious or the things that people have been saying or the things that are going on into a message that resonates strongly that makes people say, say oh i get it now you in, in different ways and stuff i hadn't thought about it like that 
And whenever somebody, whenever a black man does that in this country... You're telling me I need to watch my back because I've been hearing that an awful lot myself with some of the talks that I'm saying to people telling me that I never thought, I never even thought to think about it in those terms. But that's, it's just something yeah, well, that if he, you have vision... He had a whole viral movement going. Yeah. And he was here. Here's, I think, what may even had people, many people shook about Kevin Samuel's situation. He wasn't in danger of getting canceled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? They couldn't meet to him. They, they, none of that shit was going to catch with him because he had answers for that and he wasn't shying away from that and he wasn't on air correcting his shit. Yeah, I just can't get behind a lot of this hatred, though. I looked at it. Somebody just said Kevin Samuels passed away and I just had a blueberry muffin. What kind of shit is yeah, that? Just, you know what I'm saying? That's some yeah, sick. I'm not even going to respond because I'm going to tell you something because at the end of the day, hurt people. These are people probably obviously in pain of some type and everything else. Because I'm the only type of people that's going to lash out like that, you know? And I think what you were going to say is hurt people say hurt people. Yeah, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, hit dogs holler. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? Hit dogs holler. So whatever he said, if you just a human condition, you hit somebody in a prime 56, you know what I mean? It just drops dead. Automatically, there's supposed to be some sort of empathy that goes along with that so for you to be on the opposite end of it just to me it just means that you mad at this dude because what he was saying was hitting you where you live Mm. you know I mean it's just that simple empathy is something that we don't have we don't have a lot of in this country right now you look at people who were like look at both sides of the COVID conversation and everything if this person doesn't take the quote unquote vaccine and dies then that's good if this person takes the vaccine and dies, then that's good. If this person believes, votes Democratic, and he dies and gets hit by a bus, that's good. If this person votes Republican and gets hit by a bus, then that's also similarly good. All these people, ain't nobody trying to really get together and work anything out. And nobody's really trying to feel any type of pain whatsoever, which is really what it comes down to is a little bit of sacrifice. And that sacrifice is simply just like holding your tongue or minding your fucking business. In a lot of cases, if you don't get down with whatever that agenda is from that person. So, Kevin Samuels, I'm going to give you a round of applause, brother, up in heaven right now, because we've discussed you before in the show and you did your best. And you put your best foot forward. Y'all got anything you'd like to say to Brother Samuels while he's gone? Man, what Grant just pointed out was is powerful. He was really at his highest point, his zenith, his pinnacle. And he, man, I'm going to tell you something. He's special to me as are all salespeople. At, who are salespeople as a, that is their profession. And that's what they claim I am in sales. And he was one of those guys that I I knew in sales. I didn't know him, but I heard him talk and I could hear it through his his wording and everything else. I know his professional peers, so to speak, because I've worked with them and I love them because they they are great minds. Some of the greatest minds uh, that I've met are are literally salespeople. And he reminds me that, but he he was at... He was in his life's stride, man. And I was rooting for him because he wasn't doing <laughs> He was, he kept, they were glutton for punishers, punishments. 
if they got on there after he'd done the same thing 20 times with the same questions and everything else and they got on there looking ridiculous. Mm. And he was brilliant at staying on track. So, shit, man. It kind of throws me because heart attack? This dude was an image consultant. Health ain't included in image? Yeah. Brad, you got anything you want to say about it, brother? Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not as on point with him as Gene obviously is. But the things that I heard him say, one of the best things that I think you could say about somebody is they're consistent. His message was always consistent, you know what I mean? Regardless yeah. to whatever his shortcomings may have been in terms of his life and whatever, because some of the things that I saw are, you know, misogynist and this, that, and the third. He's a lot of a lot of accusations. Or I shouldn't call them accusations, but a lot of adjectives were thrown at the brother, whether they're warranted or not. But like I said, man, he was consistent in his message. Yeah. You know I mean, and he stood unapolog- unapologetically in his truth. You know what I'm saying? As people these days are like to stay, he stood in his truth. It's funny, it's funny you say that because as a black man in America, standing on your truth, we understand that sometimes is a, is a death sentence for yeah, a lot of us. For it real. dangerous, no doubt. And Dave Chappelle, brother, got attacked on stage the other day. He's another one that really stands on his truth, especially when it comes to this trans issue that he's, uh, he's been embroiled in for the past six years, six months or a, a year, two years, what, however long you want to call it. And it's not really an issue that he's embroiled in. I don't think that he would say that personally. I would say that the trans community would possibly say that. And when you look at this man getting attacked, he's the first one. People say that Will Smith is the reason why like Will Smith opened up the floodgates that allowed this to happen. But I can make a similar argument that some of the violent rhetoric that's been coming from the trans community that's been pointed at Dave Chappelle also is like somewhat a part of that as well. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think our brother Rob said it. We were talking about my question on that particular episode was why is it called a phobia? homophobic, transphobic, whatever. And Rob, as eloquent as Rob is, Rob said, because they're attempting to make, or I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, they're attempting to make it something more grand than it actually is. Mm. You know what I mean? What they're doing is just, what they're doing is some base shit. Let's just, it's sexuality is based. There's no, there's no nobility in your sexuality. It's just what it is. It's what you do at night. Uh, yeah. Or in the middle of the day, or in the morning, whatever it is, whatever time you have sex. Yeah, but in in order to in order to have a hero, you got to have a villain. So in order to make Dave shit on grand heroic type shit, you make Dave Chappelle a villain. When he talks shit about all types of people, you know what I mean? He talks he talks shit about black people, white people, trans people. Poor he just people, talks shit about people. people. Right, that's you the know, job. Rich people, poor people, whatever. Yeah, that, exactly. That's the job. I think there's definitely some culpability on their side in terms of you know, being attacked. pushing that agenda forward and making Shabba ranks attack him on stage like that. Well, dude, the, dude look just like Shabba to me. Yeah, it's just, but it's convenient that Will Smith smacked Chris Rock at the Oscars a couple of weeks ago because now he can be the scapegoat. I've seen comedians go out and say that now Will Smith is the standard bearer 
for comedians getting tagged, getting attacked on stage because of what he did at the Oscars. And it's just like another, it just... It re- it's almost as if they're calling the future of that into existence. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of, honestly, I can only go to reference from what I've seen in my life, and it reminds me of when people used to talk about ghetto loans in the mortgage industry, when they were saying that the entire mortgage industry was upside down because black people were the ones that were getting loans. In the meantime, they were foreclosing on those homes as opposed to everyone's homes who were being foreclosed on at that time. But it's convenient. It always starts with the black face because that's the face that you can actually put any type of harm and problem with. Kevin Samuels was became the face of everything that was wrong with black women and black men and how they deal with black women. And now Will Smith is the face of this this grievous action. And forget about all the other stuff. And the good thing about it is that we were just talking about a couple of weeks ago. Like they ain't even, you ain't even get a chance to put your application in the Tyson Grant because they hemmed homeboys up. His elbow is pointing in a completely different direction. They did exactly what should happen. And if you really want to get into it, they fucked him up and they fucked him up good and he deserved that shit. And there shouldn't be a court and there shouldn't be a court or attorney in the law. There shouldn't be an attorney in the country that takes the case. There shouldn't be a court in the law that convicts anybody or gives him a dime for that shit. Stay your ass off the fucking stage. Yeah, if if it's possible, he gonna get money. If it's possible, but you know what? He should stay his ass off the fucking stage. If more people got made of examples of, you know what I'm saying, you wouldn't have a problem. See, people always talk about, oh, things were too violent back then. When things are too violent, you don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? You're not going after somebody if you know that you may end up in the fucking hospital at the end of the night. Dude got carted off in the ambulance. Back in the day, they'd have just thrown him out the side door. And you got to get there any way you can get. Huh? He's a hero. He's a hero to somebody. He is a hero to somebody. Who? And who do you think? But when when they showed the weapon, I was like, oh, man, who's going to claim me? <laughs> Who's gonna claim him? Shit, yeah, but but I'm not, yeah, probably under somebody's breath. But rooms they don't talk about. He's a hero. Somebody was hating on Dave Chappelle, and they wanted it's uh man. It, I don't even know how to feel sometimes about all the other movements going on. Well, outside of the repair, the reparation movement, and I'm not. In, in, in its truest mm. definition, mm. that's well, the uh, this country. That's the biggest sin of the country. I could see one other movement competing with that with it, only mm-hmm. one, and that would be the the uh, the natives mm. the reparations because they're in bad shape too. This country you got know, a, really, really yeah. bad shape, but but I could see that being equally as powerful uh, a movement, but. These other ones that line up, man. I'm we ain't resolved this shit yet. It's you know what I'm dope. saying? We ain't resolved this shit yet. That's my only point. We haven't resolved this shit yet. So how do you want me to feel? Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. They're just skipping. <laughs> it's, you're skipping the line. You're skipping the line and you're just completely and totally ignoring. It's, you know what? I, I thought about Possibly it. Possibly a this distraction. Country, this country, Possibly yeah, a distraction. It is definitely a distraction because I say that this country has an SE problem. You know what I'm saying? Until you do right, 
until you do right, until you do right, ain't nothing going to happen. Ain't nothing good that's going to happen for you. Like, I can't take it but so seriously. You know what I'm saying? Because these people get jumped for their, like, sexual orientation. Black people get jumped just for fucking existing. Skin color. And a space. Just for waking up. You can wake up one day. They can drop two. You see, here's the difference. You can drop two things that are most hated in the town, right, in the same place. Like, just say, out of experiment, say we had Star Trek. And we were just going to beam you into a place. You beam, a, you beam a gay person, a gay male, or a gay woman into that space. And you beam a black man into that space. Okay? Who's more likely to get it worse or to get it first? Because, you see, the gay person can keep his mouth shut or her mouth shut. They can keep their mouth shut. Because they can't And they can pretend that they are not. And then they say even the, what the, the problem is that the notion that we even have to pretend is what's so, is what's so bad. But fuck, you going to say that to me as a black person? The notion that I that you have to I've had to pretend my entire life. So sometimes I got to pretend I'm dumber than the people that I'm talking to because they can't fucking take the rest of it. Yeah. Are you going to levy more expectations on me than have already been levied? <laughs> you know, and this is and this is not just to feel great about it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. No, we can't. No, we can't. We haven't fixed shit yet. No. What do you mean we could walk and chew gum? That's theory. You know what I'm saying? This if is not to- actually walked or chewed gum, then maybe we could think we'd do them at the same time. But nah, we ain't done shit yet. This is not to say that these communities don't have a beef. This is not to say that women, the feminist movement, does not have a beef. Okay? But... They do. You, They do. We all agree that they do. But here's the problem, though. It's... I can't... I'm not even thinking about coming out. When I see somebody that's murdered for their sexual orientation or for being a woman or beaten for being a woman by some piece of shit motherfucker and everything, I don't sit there and I don't cheer it on. Kevin Samuels just passed away. And they don't even, most of these people don't even understand the minutia of a lot of the stuff that he was saying. And to see these people like cheering him on, cheering his death. How can you expect anyone to fucking follow behind you after you do that? Which means to me, which really says to me that you're really not about the peace. Then you're not about building the coalition. You're all caught up in the war at this point in time. Feminists are caught up in the war. It came up once again, something else that we had said on the show. What was it that Rob said? If you're a person that grew up with a matriarchal home, where the matriarch ruled the house, you don't even know how to talk to or communicate with a strong man, and you don't want to hear it. Anything that person is going to say to you is going to sound like barking or yelling whereas I grew up in a home where there were there was a dynamic sometimes my mother led sometimes my father led I would consider that to be healthy Yo. so I grew up in a healthy situation so I understand the shit you didn't so you root for people to die maybe there's something that we can all learn from one of one another you know what I'm saying what were you going to say Gene Yo, you just reminded me of something that was very fleeting because I have to draw it back up. But when I was thinking about the undertone or the message that 
I perceive Kevin Samuels to be making. It was on your point on something you were just saying. It it helped me tie it up, but then I, I let my mind wander. And just now, <laughs> no, no, I understand it. It, it. it happens to me yeah. all the time, but it's yeah. He I was just blue for the first time today, and I'm gone. But go ahead. This was not a. This is not a man who was against women. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole point. This is a man that's not against. He had his different ways, but he wasn't against women per se. And I feel like a lot of people, when you get that label, when they take these labels on, it means they're against everything else. So basically, that just means you're going to be an asshole. That means you're an asshole to my like to my existence. And I have a problem with that because I can't really be an ally to an asshole. Not to a group of assholes. I can be an I can be an ally to an individual or a person. Like me and Rob were talking about it this week. We had a conversation. Mr. Brooks has got a game tonight. He's probably happy he's missing this show. It's controversial like the motherfucker. But we were having a conversation this week and we were talking about feminism and one of our past guests and everything. And I was like, look, I was like, I think that the only place that we actually disagreed is that it's I I I don't understand people who are all about one way or another and everything I feel like you put the best person up for the job no matter what or you elevate the right person because of their skill sets and whatever they happen to be male, female, white black, Hispanic that's all yeah in this country that matters though it matters to other people and that's the reason why this country is fucking going to shit because all no, these saying, people, you, you think people should? Well, because I think that people everywhere should do that. That's a part of elevating I, your mental state as a person. You no, oh, yeah, yeah, oh you yeah, know? agree. You're talking about in a perfect world, but in this country, I no longer think that should be the case. Oh yeah, no, no we're not I talking think, about it as if yeah, it's as, as if it's ever else, going to happen. Yeah. We're not talking about it as if it's ever going to happen. It's not going to, probably is not going to happen because people hear these conversations, they hear me say shit like this, and that turns them off. And it makes them think that when I die, they're going to cheer as well, like Kevin Samuels. Because I'm just telling the fucking truth. That's all it is. I don't care if people cheer if I die. Yeah, I'll be dead. I don't think it's going to make, so, make any difference. So let me pose this in this country. Like, if you understand that division among the masses of people Mm. is something that fuels the 1%, the rich doing the things that they do, and it keeps them in power. So if you understand that division is one of those, is one of the bigger parts of keeping them where they are, then it's easy to understand why. Kevin Samuels can be demonized, why Dave Chappelle can be demonized, mm. why anyone who does anything can be demonized, because all you're trying to do is create more and more fractures in the framework of society so that people, the, the idea is to get them on an island to where they, where all you are is you and your truth. You're not apes. What am I? What does Caesar say in, in in Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Apes together, apes together strong. Apart, we weak. And this is part of this is part of a, a plan. And if we understand also, just to throw a conspiracy out there, let's say that Hollywood is the fifth branch of government, right? 
Mm-hmm. So if Hollywood is the propaganda wing of the government, who's to say that at the Oscars, Will Smith didn't wasn't told to run up there and smack the shit out of Chris Rock so that we could then start this revolution. We can make this a thing where motherfuckers is running up on stage, attacking Dave Chappelle, attacking whoever, Corey Holcomb attacking whatever other community. I get what you're saying. Like to reinforce the other methods that they're getting that says that you should definitely not be talking about these things. So now we can actually send an agent up there. And we all know that's how Malcolm X was taken off of this earth. And just to bring it home on the conspiracy side of the game, who runs Hollywood? Mm. Alphabet people. Mm. If all the people run Hollywood, who's to say? It's just as we talking about shit, we doing our motherfucking Hardy Boy mystery shit. Mm. Let's let's put something together. Yeah. So yeah. there's really yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Yeah, we just got a moment of silence there for that because it's just it's just real, B. Did he have any kids? Does anybody know if he had kids? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This literally just happened right before we were getting on. We're getting ready to record. If people don't, we've had a lot of new listeners. We might lose a lot of listeners after listening to this conversation today. But we generally do our do our recording at the same time every week. For the show So this is just something that came across That we all came across Within the past, like, at least me for the past hour And everything It's only been an hour and we've been recording for 34 minutes So it's about 15 minutes before I got on stage And before we came up stage here to speak about it It just It's just really shocking And everything to a certain extent I didn't even listen to the brother's show Gene, you put me on to a couple of his things I listened to a I probably listened to about an hour and a half of Mr. Samuels in my entire life, maybe two hours, I'll say in total, from different talks and conversations. So it's not like I'm an acolyte of this dude, but I am an acolyte of free speech. And I don't understand why people don't fucking get the thought process of what spe- free speech actually means. It doesn't mean you whisper sweet nothings and Mike Tyson's ear on an airplane. That shit'll get you smacked. It doesn't mean that you get to go up to Dave Chappelle and rush him while he's doing his comedy routine just because you may disagree with some of the things that he says. He says a lot of things. What would a fake gun that had a knife tip on it. It had a knife tip on it. What was he going to do? Circumcise him? A (laughs) A fake pistol. Now I'm looking at the... Now now I'm looking at Israeli (laughs) Secret Service because it looked like he was like, what were they going to do? Were they going to give him a bris? You know what I'm saying? Was he going to grab him and cut it off and give a snip snip there on the show? So you guys are now suspects as well. Yeah, the way, but as, as close well. as he got, I'm going to take you mm-hmm. something's afoot because as close as he got to Dave Chappelle, right? Mm-hmm. He, he obviously wasn't intending on causing any damage. I don't know why he had that, that weapon on him because he could have literally have stabbed Dave Chappelle a couple of times before anybody got to them. That's what I was thinking. If that was his intent. He put hands on the man, and they fell. 
if you got that close and you, you ain't have to waste time grabbing it and tackling, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. If you if, if your intent was to jab him up. So I don't know, man. I don't know. So there's a full contact sport, but they did break homeboy's arm pretty good. He's an idiot. I root for that. Obviously. Before I root for the death of anyone. When people I dislike die and everything, we just say God bless and just and just leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand these people. I don't understand this reaction. I'll tell you something. The, the irony in it all is Dave Chappelle might very well be their strongest ally because of his message. Fucking listen. He, he truly tells what people are thinking, which is excellent intel. Yes. <laughs> they're not. They're not. And, but, and, but, then, and why they're thinking it? But but the thing thanks. is, it the same is like Dave Chappelle and, and Kevin Samuels are similar in this respect. In my mind, the opposition cannot come at them and just mold them over with bullshit because they're standing too much on principle and truth. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the truth and of the matter always, is, they always refer back to a truth of some type. They always refer back to putting you. They are putting you, you know, up. Something yeah. like that. And they ask you what? Teach me. And they both have an attitude. Okay, if I'm missing something here, teach me. What and the, people don't get on and intelligently teach them nothing. The only thing they shoot at them is vitriol. Because you know what? It's like, you know what they're doing? They're actually putting them up on game. Putting them up on game. And you know what? That kind of reminded me of a... I don't know what the reaction was. It was either myself or it was somebody else that I was with. And he was talking to some young boy. Some young boy was on the street. And this was not... I know, like, I saw... The reason why I thought about this is because I saw a video this week that was, like, reminding me of the interaction with the young cat. And this dude was, like... I think it was, like, one of my boys. It was so long ago. And he was trying to put this this kid up on something. And this kid was like, yo, I don't even want to hear that shit. He's like, I don't even want to hear that game. I don't even want to hear that knowledge that you're trying to drop to me. Just move on. Young young man, you're going to end up dead. He's, yeah, I already know how I'm going out. You know what I'm saying? Move on, old man. You know what I'm saying? And this is like a 20, 21-year-old person that was in that mindset. And that's the mindset that we have people. Like, people are rocking with that mindset. They don't want to know anything else. And that's not just in the black community, too. You got all these, like, poor white libertarian motherfuckers that are actually going out and campaigning and screaming with each other in these boards that the Department of Education is the thing that needs to go. That's the problem with the world. Something that's going to teach people. Something, even if it just teaches you how to read, you're better off just being ignorant and learning from the people that are around you. Your cousin Seth. These motherfuckers is just on some different shit right now. Everybody is on some different shit right now. Like, straight up. And I I just don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. I was telling somebody else the gig is up in America and they ain't telling nobody in, <sighs> in, in, in one area in particular. In one area in particular. What's that? Yo, the fiat currency <laughs> and the uh, mystical currency, Bitcoin, this, that, and everything else. Mm. Yo, it's not backed by anything that's valuable. That's a giant Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Can anybody tell me different? Somebody said, I don't know too much about it. At some point, the rubber has to meet the road, right? At some point, the rubber has to meet the road. They got to keep bringing people in. 
Your riches are going to consist of some type of value, either a product or a service that is of true value to a person that doesn't have. And that's going to become your currency at some point because Yo. it's nothing but fake currency yes. right now. You know, so you know the what? gig is up. And my, you know, and, and, no, and nobody's saying nothing about it. And I forget why I even mentioned that shit. Yeah, I'm going to put you I'm going to put you on to something, man, that is like straight up. This is like on that fucking fucked up level. When I started doing mortgages in 2006, and I had been working for banks since 19, I'm going to say um, 1992, 1993, and everything. The one basis of the economy that we always understood was real estate. And what's been going on in this country while all this other things come up and down and everything, it's been interesting what's been going on in real estate. Because while everybody's out here doing NFTs and coming up with these all these unique different things, they've been manipulating these markets down, manipulating the rates down, manipulating the prices of the houses, either up or down, depending on whatever it is that they're trying to do at that time. And in the interim, private companies and corporations now own more property than ever in the history of the United States of America. You've got corporations that own hundreds and hundreds of homes in neighborhoods. So the whole reason why I mention that is because back then, before the economy crashed, everything in the economy was based upon the housing market. While all these other things have been going around in a circle, they've been buying up the one thing that once again is going to have value, the housing market. And there's that thing out there that Winston is a firm believer that the agenda is to basically have you own nothing and be happy with it. And people are happily going directly down that path. You don't understand things like what happened with Roe vs. Wade is a perfect fucking example. I don't want to sit in. I didn't want to waste time starting the show off by talking about the repeal of Roe versus Wade, which is upcoming, or apparently upcoming soon. I didn't want to sit there and mansplain this shit all day long, but I did want to talk about two interesting aspects of it. The first thing is that the right wing, the ones that have actually done it, that elected the judges and everything that voted with Trump and got that whole power thing going, that whole vacuum going that got those judges into place and got them ready to actually repeal the law. The only thing that they're talking about is where did the leak come from? We want to find the leak. That's a distraction. Okay. They knew it was coming. Maybe they didn't want the leak because they wanted to prepare a little bit longer. Whoever was that leaked that leaked that information, I don't know if it's a Democrat or a Republican, but it's actually someone who actually cares and believes in America and the Constitution. That person is like Eugene when you signed up for the Army. They think like that, okay? That's their thought process. You feel me? So now, this shit has been done, and the second part of it is that people are just basically... They're 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 like like numb as if it's never going to happen, as if they didn't have any responsibility in it happening. And it's just like really weird. It's just really weird. But the first part is the most interesting part to me, because what it does is it mirrors everything else that we have going on in society where all this heinous shit is happening right in front of your fucking eyes. 
But they want to know who told you that shit is happening. And then someone who was telling you had a heart imagine. attack today. I can't imagine in any, any universe, even though Donald Trump was president, I'm considering that, where this country would try to roll it back to before Roe v. Wade and, ex- and not have a plan for either enforcement or some type of response or, or even just some type of track on how this would go. It doesn't make sense to me. Are we really, as a country, trying to go back to that? Are we trying to represent ourselves as such a religious people that we we feel so strongly in that? Are we no different than the motherfucking Al-Qaeda mm. or any of them places that, that reach real deep into the abyss of fucking religious conservatism? And, and grab out these principles and shit. Are we any different than that? What the fuck, man? And I'm only going to say this and I'm going to end it on this because I saw some post that says, look, if you got a dick, basically, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a female saying that, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so I understand her sentiment because this affects women and everything else. Come on, America. See, but you I, get motherfucking Charlemagne's donkey of the motherfucking week. For but you know, the, you're right, right here, about man. that. But you know what? I got a piece for that, though, as far as a, a woman coming out and saying that and everything. That's exactly the tack that you took that got Roe versus Wade repealed this week. If you got a dick, I don't want to talk to you about it. The problem is there's a whole bunch of other dudes with dicks that were working on repealing it. And they were working on some of your girls. They were talking to your girls, oh, the ones that are locked up. No, I understand. Enemies, not allies. No, no, I, no, I understand yeah. that. But you know what? My whole point is that that whole fucking strategy, that shit blew up in your face. 60%, what was it? 60 or 70% of white women in America voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But the world has moved on. I still will reiterate, as I always do, that we are on a world stage right now. I don't think we can move as crass as we are accustomed to. Or it's just, I, I just don't they, think we can. They don't have to anymore, stage. Gene. They can just say, who leaked it? We're not yeah, going to talk about what? that other shit. losing credibility. Not, not only is their dollar losing value, but they're losing credibility, man. The gig is up, man. Grant, you I'm have, telling you, the gig is up, yeah. man. This is, these are all attempts to, I don't know, man. Uh, Grant, you haven't said here, much, shiny man. Shiny penny, smoking mirrors, and this and that. I just can't. I, I don't even understand. The gig is fucking up, man. It's time to tell the truth, everybody. <laughs> Grant, absolutely. It's it's time. I don't know. I don't know where the proverbial rubber is going to meet the road, and this thing is gone finally end but america has been circling the drain for years now you know what i mean like just with the way that things are going right you can't everything can't be uh priority one you know what i mean you can't prioritize keeping black people on their ass and policing the rest of the world and transgender rights yeah i'm like everything can't be a priority nobody you know else I mean? is like, doing that to, 
Nobody else in the world is trying to even, they're not even trying to do that shit. Everybody, every, most other places in the world are like, all right, enough of this shit. It's too fucking much. It's too much. Like China, China was like, okay, no, no more effeminate men on TV. The fuck? You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. So no we're more. we're in essence being just like them. Right. That's what I was saying. We're done. You know what I mean? Like China was like, we're done with that shit. But this is you got to stand on something. You know what I mean? And that's really the bottom line. America doesn't stand for anything except it's all. America is all based on greed. And eventually, like, so being in Detroit, right? The auto industry it has, you know, traditionally been huge here. So when China was coming up. Japan was coming up on on the automotive side of the game, and they came to the big three with these, this new tech. And the big three was like, "Motherfucker, get your bitch ass out of here. We don't need your we don't need your shit. We the big three, motherfucker." Right. And now all of a sudden, a few Jap- years Japan, later, you talking about Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, like like I said, a few years later, now Toyota, Honda, and they're all around the world. And they're yeah, all around yeah, the world. There's plants in Mexico, plants right. in South America. They took right. their tech to those countries. It's quality. And that's, the, and that's the game. You can only be the bully on the playground for so long. At right. the, Eventually, it, either either another person going to come as big as you or possibly all the little motherfuckers that you've been bullying going to decide to get together and beat the shit out of your ass. It's one or the other. At the end of the night, the sun is eventually going to shine. We've had a lot of, we had some conversation about, I was thinking today about immigration, for example. We might as well just cover fucking everything, right? Because we've covered like LGBTQ, race, reparations, and everything. They're doing some nice stuff in Tulsa, still fighting, by the way, on that. I wanted to add on that when you were talking about it earlier. We talked about Mr. Samuels passing. We talked about feminism. We talked about Dave Chappelle. Let's talk about immigration for a second. Immigration through Mexico, and specifically, is caused a lot of times. The argument that the immigrants make when they come over is that these people are fleeing from danger in their home areas, fleeing from these cartels and this violence and all these different things, right? This is a fucking manufacturing hub, which is based upon a demand that is coming directly from the United States of America, right? We're the ones that are fucking feeding that shit. We are the biggest drug users in the entire world. So it came to me, it thought to me, and low-cost labor people. And low-cost that labor. Too, that know? too. We, we had slavery. We had no lower-cost labor. Right. Slavery. Don't we go dip into foreigners who are willing to pay get their pay below board? But let's, let's just say, even though we all know that drug money is a large part of the United States economy, because you can't make billions of dollars and not have it circulating in the general economy. How the fuck are you going right. to wash it? Right. And that's and that's a come up for somebody in the United States of America. It's a big time come up. So we can all agree that this is a heinous business, an illegal business, something that isn't regulated. But we can also agree that it's something that's almost necessary. What responsibility do we have to these people? If you are, it came to me, I was thinking about it. If you're talking about close the border 
and everything, and you've done a line anytime within the past six months, you're a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That was my thing. Yeah, yeah no doubt. There's a, it, it, shit, man. If you've gotten, if you're clothed in certain clothing, if you, there's so many things that immigrants are attached to that we in our daily lives. You're a hypocrite for any of it, man. Matter of fact, not only are you a hypocrite, you obviously don't even understand basic history or economics <laughs> or economics right. because American. you know what you have ukrainian immigrants right now that are jumping the line to get into the united states while haitians were sent back on their boats while mexicans are sent back on foot to oh, face man. the same coyotes as other people and everything and the only thing now ukraine actually does have a very interesting farming element to it i believe something like like some crazy large percentage of the world's green is actually manufactured in Ukraine. I don't have the exact number. This is why I need Mr. Brooks around because he'd be looking it up right now and saying, smart as percent. Anyway, we got to get at Rob because he's not here. But he would be saying whatever that is. But if they can't bring those fields over with them, what is the next like greatest export of Ukraine? OnlyFans models, right? So they get to jump the line from these Mexican immigrants that are basically coming here or want to come here and work. And really, honestly, if you're having a real conversation about this entire shit, because this is what really fucked me up at the end of the conversation, the bottom line is that this country really doesn't need any more people in it whatsoever. Everybody should just stay home and just work on their areas. And these are the questions that they used to ask in the United States at the turn of the century when black people were not even being considered. And the question would be, what responsibility do we have to police the world, to go out in the world and make the world a better place so that way these people don't try to come here? And that's, we're back, it's full circle. It's full circle because we are the ones that are creating the bad situations in South America because we want to have parties. We want to party past our prime. Okay. And let me tell you right now, just before anybody, I do not partake. I don't partake. I don't judge people either. But you have to recognize if like me blowing up a blunt. And everything has an effect on some lucky guy who sold me a nickel bag or a dime and everything, then you got to recognize the impact that you like doing whatever it costs for you to buy your baggies of Coke. And you're in and True. you have a impact. This all has an impact and everything. And these things need to be. And then I thought about all that shit and trying to explain all that to people. And I'm like, these motherfuckers ain't never going to get it. They're never going to get it, so nothing's going to get solved. So the actual answer is probably, let's all go to Vegas and have as much fun before it's all over. So just real quick, in a capitalist country, how do you exist in a capitalist country that doesn't produce any goods? Right? Like, how do you keep that? How do you keep that going? You know what I mean? Because we don't produce any fucking thing anymore. No. That's why we have all these shortages going on now. Why right? everything is still on the water, everything is still on on ships, everything is still on trains, whatever. The reason we ha- the reason it's like this is because we don't produce shit. Yes, and the crazy so, part is there used to be a time when it all used to be. And that's what I'm saying. So how do you continue to how do you continue to be a capitalist country 
if you are not producing any goods, right? You're a consumer. You rob people. Nation. Guns. Yeah, you You're rob a consumer people. Nation. Guns. Yeah. That's why everybody's got guns. Exactly. That's why everybody's so got guns. It. That's what we've always done. That's, that's what we've always done. That's what we've and that's Go what we've evolved back to. The thought processes that are required for a society to actually do smart things, we don't have that. Not anymore Because everything We, yeah, we gave it up No We actually did Because there was a time uh-huh. when No we did Because let me tell you There was a time Where America Just Where the, the US year. was When you say the time Give me the year Go ahead. No, I'm going to say, I'm talking about as far as like the government structure, where they were trying to have everything covered. I'd probably say starting from the like night, night, mid-50s, moving forward. That's different than politics, Gene. What I'm saying, it's, it's different than politics. What I'm saying is like, no, you no. had, no, let me explain though. Let me explain. You had a time when, for example. I'll agree. The United, I'll agree with everything you say, X, but. But it's not. I agree with everything you say, even before you say it. As far as politics are concerned, what I'm saying is even above that is that the reason that's no good is because it's never been any good in any other area. But everybody just glides past that as if there was some righteous period or technique or system in place since inception that we should refer to. There is no such. No, thing there isn't. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is what the Amer- what America aspired to be. And what the government aspired to be. There's a time when, for example, with technology, the United States government went out and they went and they tried to recruit the greatest people, the best people in every genre and everything out there and everything. They tried that. They actually supplemented that and everything because they were trying to, for whatever reasons, whatever. I don't know what it was. I wasn't there, Gene. I wasn't there, so I can't say what it was. But I'm saying that... The why is is important is because it'll still lend back to, look, we ain't never been on no humanitarian... No, it wasn't. It's about being a powerhouse. It's about being a powerhouse. It's about being the power in the world. And this is what the United States did. This is how the United States effectively won that first battle. They just didn't realize that there were a lot more battles to come. But that's how they won the first one that knocked out Russia and knocked out that block and knocked out those other things. But what happens is when you have a populace that now says that education isn't important, those people that you were getting that were coming up through those systems no longer even fucking study that shit. Because now the idea is to make everything stupid, and the idea is that computers can cover those areas, that AI is going to replace that thought process. AI is going to fucking ruin that thought process. It's going to kill everything. And I don't, I'm not saying these things like with the tear in my eye and everything. I'm a black American, okay? I was born to adapt, I can't expect nothing except for survival and adaptation because that's what the world has given me. That's what it is. But these people, they're not... When you take away education and you take away the numbers, it's just like you're a sales guy, Gene. You're not going 100 doors. You're not going 99. You reduce your chances. You're not going 90. You reduce your chances. So... That whole thing of scope, the whole scope thing of trying to find the best of everyone everywhere for each field, 
and generically and develop it. Now you've got these assholes that are really into this race ideology, really into this like Republican Democrat ideology. None of them are really into the fucking American ideology. So that fracture, those fractures are going to actually be what actually destroys everything. Because at one time they would lift each other up. Those ideologies are probably more accurately the American ideology as far as they're concerned. Oh, no, it definitely is. And it's going to be there. As far as history. It's going to be their downfall. They have to grab onto it. I don't know if it's it's actually their downfall. It'll be the downfall of the country. And if that's something that they are attached to, of course, it'd be theirs. I'm just making a point to say that, no, we're saying the same things. I'm saying the same thing specifically as Grant was saying or that I started saying. And the gig is entirely up. And there really is no reference point that people can point to saying that this is where we should get back on track to because we were changing something because the intentions have never been pure for this country. So I really believe that the gig is up. Like, the hocus pocus has, you know, the smoke and mirrors, the fan is on. It's too late for that. No, (laughs) I agree with you. It's too late for that. The only thing that's going to... People don't realize that all these acts of violence and all these acts of aggression and everything are the exact opposite of what we need right now or what they need right now in order for their society to succeed, which is basically a step back and some actual thought. This Roe vs. Wade shit, yeah. Listen, I don't that's know anybody crazy. that's I don't know anybody that's pro-abortion. I know a lot of people that are pro-choice. I don't know that many people that are pro-abortion. It's a what do choice. You mean pro-abortion. Pro-abortion, as in, I just want to go out and have an abortion because there's nothing else to do on Friday night. I'm gonna go out on third one next last Wednesday. I'm gonna let 15 dudes run run through me because I know I'm gonna run out and have an abortion in a couple of days. People don't love the thought of abortion. Oh, oh, as abortion, right? right. I got you. It's a necessity. It's it's more of a choice. There are a few people out there that segment does exist, and I'm just like, and this is not even stuff coming from me. This is coming from women that I heard speaking about it this week. So, yeah, ladies, like, back up. It's not even me. This is what you. This is what your girls are talking about, because there are people out there like that. But everybody, nobody is really pro-abortion. Everybody is pro-choice. Most people are pro-choice. Most of the country doesn't even want. This to be repealed. 70% of the people are basically against it. Who got it cracking? So who got it cracking? Those hard, far... Specifically... Right. Trump. Donald Trump is the one that got it cracking. He got all three of those justices put on. He was able to stack the court in a way that's never been done before. When they stopped Merrick Garland, that was the beginning of the disrespect and everything. That was the beginning of them breaking down the entire thing because Merrick Garland was not even he's not even a liberal that dude is like centrist more like and everything they shut him down because it used to be that judges you would see them vote on both sides of issues based upon what they felt the case actually warranted but Trump went and he got these three guys in here from the far right. Now you got the evangelicals that were like doing the shows on Sunday running the country and everything, making decisions about your body and your spirituality and everything. And 70% of white women voted for Trump. 
So it's like, how am I going to lose some sleep over that? You ladies have made the decision already. You made it without me. How many people are going to be sprinting towards some type of revolution in, in uh, work and opening underground clinics and this and that? It'll be oh, a whole man. thing, shit, man. It's going to be bananas, though. It's going to be It'll terrible. Be a whole thing. People used to die from those if things. They get that repeal. People used to buy, die from those things all of the time. You know what? But like, like yeah, they but said, they, they went these days. It could be, look. It could be we'll circle back to capitalism. There's definitely a commerce. Another way of t- another way of taxing everyone for being quote unquote irresponsible in somebody in some people's eyes, or just being free in other people's eyes. But now we could tax you another way. You get pregnant, you don't want the baby, you got to pay us. There's a yeah. There's a financial. There's you a f- violated this law or whatever. Not not right. necessarily criminalize it, but but make it so that. It's fine. Same thing they got going with weed right now. Yeah, it's very simple. Yeah, what yo, they want yeah, is, we ain't going to put you in jail, but we're going to leave you broke. Yeah, what they want right. to do is, right. what they're trying to do with this Roe vs. Wade thing is they're basically trying to reignite a dying industry. Because the fight against abortion was a very large fight that used to go on in this country every year up until 2012. It's a moneymaker. People invest money into it. They invest money against it. And for the past couple of years, that's been dead because they, the thought process was that it's decided science. It was already a decided issue. So now what they're doing is they're just reigniting that whole, like, that whole, that charity, that form of business. It's like the marijuana business in New New York and New Jersey. It's a burgeoning thing coming back up. The donations are going to start flowing in again. The money's going to start flowing in again. For and against. People are going to start getting riled up again. And they're going to be We're distracted by stock. that. We are a laughing stock. Maybe. People sit back and oh, say these motherfuckers here are and, 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 and we're just like the crowd on the Hunger Games and everything else all dressed up colorfully for the, the show Hollywood has a way of, of showing you in plain sight what the fuck you, you're doing right now I'm gonna end the show now because we're over time and I'm just gonna end it with these words we are absolutely ludicrous and that's the point of the show at all times to let you know that you're absolutely ludicrous. If common sense were common, you wouldn't find it too much outside of here. From the Big A, Mr. Dub K, thank you for joining us tonight. Hoping everyone pays attention to real history in this blood clot society. Nah, that's not going to happen, Gene. We're just going to keep telling jokes about it. But it is a nice thought, so I'll give you a round of applause for that. Always the optimist. We know who's not optimistic. Some chicken in Pennsylvania right now. Who knows, one day, he's going to end up in the fryer of the chicken wing king. Owner of City Wings in Detroit, Michigan. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down to get you some, baby. Come get you some Amish wings. Mr. Grant Lancaster. Peace and blessings, family. Peace and blessings. And Rob, be happy I don't have a joke to end this with right now. But just I'm watching you, dude. I'm watching you. Point in trouble. <laughs> Tenth episode. Peace. <laughs>